Welcome into another episode of the Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing podcast. I'm your host, and I am Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing. All right, guys, welcome into another winner's edition of the Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing podcast. Notre Dame is now eight and one, and that just gets more and more frustrating every week. It really does. Can't do nothing about it. If fans and butts were candies and nuts, we'd all be happier than pig and shit, right? There's something like that. Uh, it doesn't matter. We're 8-1. and one. That one is haunting, but at the same time, let's just say we're 9-0. and oh. Do you really feel like we're a college football playoff team? Like, honestly. Real talk. Because I don't think so. But we did get to 8-1 by beating Navy 34-6. to six. And... That seems all good and well and great and grand and wonderful, because it is, but it's not as simple as that. It's never as simple as that. So, but before I get into that game, just quick rundown of what happened around us. That makes me feel like this 8-1 and one that could be 9-0, and oh, it's just, it's frustrating. It is, because there is potential with this team, and I'll talk about some of that when I get into this Navy-Notre Dame game. But you look around the country, Purdue just knocked off another top three team or top five, whatever their number is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they, they won again. They beat Michigan State. But was Michigan State that good? Mm, I don't know. But they won. But it makes our win against them look better, doesn't it? Right? <clears throat> but then you look just at the top six. Alabama, Ohio State, Cincinnati. Oregon, all struggled, all won close games, all could have lost. I mean, L- LSU, I, I almost you could argue they lost the game versus Alabama winning the game because LSU had opportunities. Uh, Tulsa, they fumbled the ball going in to score. Now, they would have had to make the two-point conversion to tie the game, but the fact of the matter is they probably would have got the touchdown if the guy didn't fumble as he's crossing the goal line. Um. Ohio State didn't look great against Nebraska. Um, Nebraska missed two field goals. Um, Oregon didn't look great against Washington. Um, And then the team I love to hate on, uh, North Carolina, actually won, which uh, I didn't. I I really wanted North Carolina to end the season, like, under 500. That's not going to happen. But the fact they beat Wake, I guess, if you want to look at rankings and whatnot, helps us. Because Wake was in front of us, so that's nice. And um, side note, Sam Howell, still untackleable. Probably not a word, but we're rolling with it. Untackleable. It's, I don't know what happened. I Granted, I didn't watch a lot of North Carolina throughout this season, but I definitely watched 
all four quarters against Notre Dame. We couldn't tackle them for nothing. Then I was anxious to see if they get blown out by Wake because Wake has a dynamic offense. In case you didn't see the score, the final was 58-55. to So the offensive juggernaut that is Wake was correct, but that's because North Carolina's defense isn't good. But I'm saying all that to say Sam Howell was impressive, and it's kind of nice, I guess, when he's not going against our team. It was ridiculous what he was doing. But so I'm doing this before the rankings come out because, you know, in a couple days when I do a Virginia preview, I guess I can go on a little bit of a rant depending on what the rankings are. But uh, just real quick, I think Notre Dame will move up one spot, maybe two if we're lucky. But whether we're eight or nine, I don't know how relevant that is at this point in the whole process. All the teams around us, outside of Cincinnati, have bigger, grander games in front of them that we just don't. Notre Dame just doesn't have that. You could say maybe Virginia could be that, right? But they're not going to have their quarterback more than likely. And if they do, he's not going to be 100% with a broken rib. So, Notre Dame doesn't have any big games to change their how they're being viewed. What they look like is what they look like. The teams around us have a chance to, to move around and leapfrog us. So whether we're 8 or 9, I don't know that it matters. We still need some chaos. We still need multiple losses. We need a lot of beating up of each other from the Big Ten, the SEC, the Big 12. All that kind of has to happen. So we'll see where we end up tonight. But, all right, that's enough college football talk. Let's get into the Notre Dame Navy game in which Notre Dame prevails 34 to 6. All right. Watch me for the changes and try to keep up. Let's go. All right. I'm going to start with the easiest thing to discuss because I'm going to spend a lot of time on another angle of this game and this team that week in, week out presents new questions and not enough answers. And that's our offense. So I'm going to start with the defense because that. I mean, what 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 can you say? Um, I know it's Navy. I get that, but <clears throat> we know what Navy is. We know what they want to do. They know how. The, we held them to 184 yards of total offense, 166 rushing, three yards a carry. They're only getting three yards a carry. That's that's a success against Navy because of what they do. And, I mean, if we're going to talk about the defense, you got to talk about Kurt Heinisch, my man. Like, I, I really, I want my son, my my son puts eye black on every baseball game. I want him to do the Kurt Heinisch, but he won't do it. I really want him to do it. Like, just go all out, man. Just do the Kurt Heinisch. He's a defensive tackle. And if you understand football, know football, watch football, Defensive tackles outside of freaks of nature like Warren Sapp or Aaron Donald maybe, but he's been moved around a lot in the NFL. So, But I remember in college uh, he was mostly a D-tackle. But what, what I'm getting at is D-tackles are not known for their statistics. Okay, D-tackles don't really rack up stats. They play roles and if you they, they uh, occupy blockers. They fill in gaps. 
they disrupt. They're disruptors. They're not stat fillers. They don't fill up the stat sheet. That's for the linebackers and the DNs and the secondary and all that, right? It's, just, it's rare that you get a defensive tackle that's racking up tackles and sacks and numbers. It, it's just not what that position really does. That, is that, that doesn't mean Kurt Heinisch and you know all those guys, the, uh, Amiendola, uh, Jacob Lacey, all those guys aren't valuable because they're not racking up you know, six, seven, eight, nine tackles a game. That's not even it. That's just what the position requires. Unless you're current Hunters for his Navy and you get 10 tackles, a sack, two tackles for loss, the guy was a freaking animal. He was in the backfield all day. And here's the thing. If you're def- if you're, if the opponent's defensive tackle is in your backfield all the time, your triple option becomes not a triple option. Because you can no longer even mess with handing it off to the fullback because that's done. That is exploded. Like, just burn it. That is, that's not an option. So, when you see Kern Heinrich doing that play after play after play after play, you can kind of go, okay, well, that's done. Let's just focus on stopping the, the jet sweeps, the pitches, the options, all the stuff to the outside. Stop all that. And that's what we did. And yet, somehow, we were losing 3 nothing at one point. We'll get there. The only knock, and we, Navy wants to hold the ball. Their whole thing is possession, possession, possession. They, I say only, they out-possessioned us, which, no surprise. But it wasn't that dominating, for Navy anyway. They had the ball for 34 minutes. Seems like a lot, but it's a little more than half the game. They had it for 34, we had it for 25. I mean, that's the, it's not the same, but it's not It's not 40 minutes to 20 minutes or, you know, it, it was pretty close, And but you don't expect to win the possession battle with Navy. There's not a lot you can say about the defense except, and it is Navy, <clears throat> like you would think, you know what they're going to do. So we should be, once we stopped it, we should be able to continue to stop it. But at the same time, you kind of have to expect them to try something different to a degree to get points on the board. So the knock on the defense is going to be, which I've said for how many weeks in a row, second half adjustments or lack thereof. Now, in this case, it only lasted one singular drive. Because they got three points in the first half and three points in the second half and the three points in the second half came on the very first drive. But how are we just letting... It doesn't matter who it is. I don't understand how right out of the box, second half, here you go, go down the field. We're going to hope that you did nothing. We're going to pray that you didn't change a damn thing and we're going to keep doing the same thing and we're going to stop you. are we were we spoiled with Clark Lee? Is that what it is? I I keep saying that, but I don't know what the answer is as to why out of the second half, it seems like every single week, every single team, no matter what they do, they come out first drive of the second half straight down the field. And what makes it doubly frustrating when it's Navy <clears throat> is they took up twelve. No, sorry. Over 10 minutes. That's what it was a 10 minute drive. 
Like that's that's a problem, you know, because at the time, <clears throat> sorry, nine minute forty four second drive, nine minute forty four second drive, they had the ball for three quarters of the third quarter. And the thing is, it was only seventeen to three at the half. So now they made it seventeen six. It's just there's not a lot of possessions. There's, I mean, you have to make use of the possessions because you don't know how many you're gonna get. <clears throat> and I, I feel like that should have been a point of emphasis. Hey, Navy gets the ball first. Let's make sure we stop them. We need to get the ball back, get the points back on the board, and, and kind of run away with this game. And I. Ultimately, we did. So, kudos to that. But I do have questions. And it's not on the defensive side. I mean, that's it. That's my defensive analysis. Kurt Heinisch was awesome. We were on assignment. We played great. Xavier Watts made some plays. He flashed. We all all did good. Gave us six points. 184 yards total offense. No complaints except for that one drive where right out of the second half, like, can't we stop them at least at the first drive? I just, it seems odd to me. It's a weekly thing. I don't I don't get it. But overall, I, you can't complain about the defense. Not, not even worried about that. <sighs> so with that said, let's get into the offense. Because this is what's going to take some time. Okay? And you would think, if you score 34 points, have 434 yards of offense, 280 of it passing, 150 of it rushing, your starting running back has two touchdowns, 95 yards rushing, added seven catches, your stud receiver, six catches, 139, a touchdown. You'd think, like, what's there to complain about? Well, that's just looking at the stats. And anybody can look at stats and make themselves look good. For example, Jack Cohn. He was like a PFF rating of 91. It was the best rating for any player on Notre Dame's team all season. And da 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 And I just <laughs> have a problem with that. I really have a problem with that. Because, I mean, I'll, I'll get into some of this as much as I can, but just right off the top, he's getting credit for things that other people are doing. Like, what the fuck? I didn't, it, I even tweeted it out. I literally said, it's not, where, where is it? I gotta find, because uh, I, I, I said it, but we're, I I I lost too much stuff going on right now, but I I said to the effect of, it's not fair that Jack Cohn got credit for passing yards to Kyron Williams when Kyron Williams got the ball two yards behind the line of scrimmage had to break like four tackles and get the first down, but Jack Cohn's gonna get credit for like twelve yards passing there. Um, what? I I mean I technically he threw the ball. But Kyron did everything. He set up Kyron Williams to fail so many times. It was like Jack Cohn was playing hot potato. And he's like, uh, you take it. Good luck. He just dump it off to Kyron. 
And, hey, Kyron, hope you break seven tackles and get a first down, man. Go you. Good job. Because Kyron Williams is fucking amazing. I don't know what we're going to do when he's gone, if that's our offense. But you know what? You know what it looks like in the stat book? Jack Cohn. Completion, completion, completion. 12 yards, 13 yards, 15 yards, 8 yards. Yeah, he threw the ball negative yards, and then the rece- the running back, in this example, did all the work. What? But Jack Cohn's going to get credit. He's going to look... Fantastic in the stat sheet. In fact, he almost got Kyron Williams killed. Kyron Williams did a freaking front flip because the the way Cone uh, led him. It's just, if you watch the game, there's no way you came away from that game going, God, Jack Cone just played the best game I have seen all season. Like, hands down. Because the best drive of the game, he wasn't even on the fucking field. And... That's where I, I, I want to get into this thing. Could we have started any worse or slower against a, a Navy team that you already have? No, going into the game, you knew. There's no secrets. There's no hidden like, oh, shit, look at this. I didn't even know they were going to do this. You knew going into the game, possessions were going to be at a premium. Yes, this Navy team is not good. Yes, we won 34-6. to six, But I don't know it's going to be 34-6 to six when I see us get the ball to start the game and go three and out. Then go three and out again. Then on a third drive, sort of move the ball. You come up with a fourth down and four. And instead of kicking the field goal, you're going for it. And you're going for it because you've already squandered two drives. And now it's Navy. you got to put points on the board. So now we're forcing things that... They should have just kicked the field goal. But when you went donuts and donuts, the first two drives, now the you feel a little pressure because, man, how many more drives are we really going to get? We better put some points on the board because it's fucking Navy. But whatever. We're, we're forced to go for it. We feel like we need to go for it because I we how many more possessions are we going to get? We should be beating Navy. You're right. We should be beating Navy. And my question is, why are, did we go away from what Jack Cohn was good at? You, I don't give a fuck about the 91 PFF. He did this, that, and the other, and his stats were all fancy-spancy. and all. I, I don't give two shits. I know what I saw. I know what my eyeballs saw. My eyeballs told me that wasn't impressive. Okay? So, we... We go away from what works. I got when when really mind was mind boggling to me. I'm like possession already had a premium. You know you're not going to get a lot because Navy possesses the ball. So what do we do instead of doing the quick what works with Jack Cohn, the quick stuff, the move down the field, quick quick move. We take our time, go slow, eat up more clock, therefore limiting even the opportunity to get more possessions, and all the while take the sacks like we usually do and um, look like crap and. Just dump it off to the running back and pray to God Kyron Williams breaks all the tackles he needs for a first down. And we run little drags with Michael Mayer because, God forbid, we actually put him down the field. And when we do, he's wide open and we don't see him. Um, And then when we do have a a nice route, like Kevin Austin running all by himself, Jack Cohn's not looking at him. I don't know what he's doing. Um, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like... Then we finally do, we do get a field goal after a big pass to Kevin Austin. We get a field goal because 
We we weren't aggressive whatsoever. Yes, we got a penalty. Yes, we got backed up. So, well, now we just got to concede up. Oh, we're getting a field goal. Just play play for the field goal. That's all we can do now. We got a penalty. Play to win the fucking game. I keep saying it. Play to win the game. Play with some aggression. Play to try to put points on the board. I don't know what we do offensively that I don't get it. I don't. I thought I knew what to expect offensively, and then the Navy game happens. And it's like, heads up, guys. Uh, if if Brendan Armstrong is healthy, which I don't believe he will be, if he plays, which is probably unlikely, you have to put up points against Virginia because they are explosive. They're like North Carolina. They're like potentially what USC could have been if they had their shit together. Really, North Carolina is the best example. They can do some things, and we're just... I don't get it. And Navy is like probably laughing to themselves. They're only rushing three, and we can't figure it out. You know why they're only rushing three? Because there's no chance in hell Cone is taking off and running. He's not going to do anything. So I don't understand why you wouldn't put Buckner in knowing... Make them, make them, like, if we're not going to adjust, take advantage of what they're doing. Put Buckner in. You put a three-man front, good luck. Buckner's a tough-ass runner. He's going to take advantage of those holes you're just giving. You're just giving away yards. Thank you. Have a nice day. But do we do that? Of course not. Why would we? We failed miserably in two consecutive drives. No reason to switch it up. That's absurd. You know... With Cone, we thought we thought it would look nice. We thought offense was looking better and better, and we're like, I'm ready to see some fireworks. And Notre Dame's response was, here's your sparkler. Enjoy. Like, I just don't understand why we stopped doing what works with Jack Cone, making the game shorter. Because running the old style of offense is a, is a time-consuming style of offense when you have a team on the other side of the field that's already consuming time. Possessions are already at a premium, so let's make them even more exclusive and even more limited. I just, it was weird. So what happens? Buckner comes in, runs a whole series straight down the field, touchdown. And all I can say is I hope you enjoyed it because you didn't really see him ever again, which is... The damnedest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. You have four drives of just absolute nothing. Nothingness. Stats look nice because he's dumping it off. And here, you take it. Good luck. And Buckner comes in, does exactly what you need him to do. And then, all right, thank you for your participation. Have a seat. I don't get it. I don't understand. I And... Then you people go, well, look, look what Cone did on that final drive of the first half. He hit a wide-open Kevin Austin for a touchdown. And I'm like, yeah, and he also missed him earlier. Wide open. And my takeaway from the first half, and I put this, this, I, and a lot of people commented on it. <sighs> Buckner could have done exactly what Jack Cone did for that entire first half. Like, Tell me he couldn't have done that. He could have gone 
three and out, and then missed on a fourth down, and then got to a field goal and gotten three points in four drives against a crappy Navy team. He could have been down three nothing as well. Like, and it's Navy guys. It's not not a good team. I don't understand. Like. Buckner can do exactly what Cone did, except for the fact that Buckner adds a whole other element, the running game, which, again, if you remember the quarterback we had for the last three seasons, seemed to be a pretty valuable piece of uh, talent to have as a quarterback. Now, Book didn't have the arm we were looking for and hoping for, but he did bring elements to the game that, sorry, just Jack Cone, you're just not doing it, man. You're just not. I don't care about some stupid formula that says it was the best offensive performance of a Notre Dame player all season. Uh, not sold. Not impressed. My eyeballs said bullshit. <laughs> like, my eyeballs said that did not happen in front of my face. Okay? It's like, if you don't ever take chances, of course you look fantastic. If you dump it off uh, zero to five yards downfield every time, of course they're going to be completed passes. And then you get lucky and hit a 70-yarder to a wide-open player. Never mind the fact that you missed two wide-open ones and you took three sacks along along the way and everything else. Sorry. You know, I just I think Buckner brings more to the table. And he could have done exactly what happened in the first half. But I like that. I think he would have done more. He would have done better. And, you know, what people are going to say is, well, you know, there seems to be some miscommunication between uh, Buckner and the receivers. And guess what? If you give Buckner more reps in practice, because we don't see practice, well, I, I could probably tell you that Buckner's not getting enough reps because that's how you build rapport with your receivers. That's how you get in sync. That's how you fix miscommunication and so on and so forth. So give Buckner more opportunities, and you don't see those issues. But why would we do that when we can go three and out? Two almost three times in a row. I mean, that's that's an exciting offense to have. I'll tell you what, that makes us all live on the edge of our seat. And who doesn't want that? Why be up fourteen to seventeen to whatever to nothing when you can be down three nothing and have to play from behind? I mean, that's entertaining. We did it against USC too. We could have been up by more, but we weren't. Huh? It's just it's a more fun style of offense. Those are the fireworks. It's not what they're actually doing. It's what they're not doing. That lights off fireworks, but you really want to just shoot them at yourself because you can't make sense of why we are doing what we are doing. And I realize we won 34 to 6. I understand we put up 430 yards of offense, but in the moment, you can. I challenge anyone to tell me after the first four drives where we had three points before Buckner even came in, or after Buckner. Well, no, because I thought Buckner would be staying in, and he didn't come back in. So after four drives and three points, I challenge you to tell me you knew, hey, we're going to win this game, we're going to cover the spread, and we're going to win 34-6. to Dream on. Dream on. In the words of Rodney Carrington, dream on, Hooker. Dream the fuck on. There is no way you thought the final was going to be anywhere close to 34-6. to so, yeah, it's nice that it happened that way, but there's still things that are frustrating. And 
Does it matter? I don't know. The rest of our schedule is not tough. Uh, Virginia without Armstrong isn't a tough opponent. Georgia Tech, not a tough opponent. Stanford, definitely not a tough opponent. They just lost 52-7. to They got like 400 yards run against them. <clears throat> then we have the bowl game. But I'm thinking about that. Are we a CFP team? Probably not. If we make it, Lord help us. <clears throat> we need a lot of chaos, but if we make it, Lord help us. But as far as the bowl game, I'd, I'd like to see us do something to where I'm confident against a team that's worth a shit. Like, I, you see glimpses of it. That's the, pro- that's the problem I have with it, guys. <clears throat> like, I'm bitching about it only because it's kind of like how I get on my son, okay? My son is only six. Just turned six. He is really good at baseball. He is playing on a team of with second and third graders. No, sorry. First and second graders. They're seven and eight years old. Um, he's in kindergarten. And he is my second best player all around. Um, he's probably got the second strongest arm. He he's can catch the bet, second best. Like, he's not the best. Part of that is because he's six. And I've got an eight-year-old who can, who can ball. But... The fact of the matter is, I'm saying all that to say, like, I get on him. I get on my son because I know what he's capable of. So, I know he can get over and get in front of a ground ball, get it, and make a strong throw from shortstop to first base. And when I see him not do that, like, Royce, you know better. Get Slide over, get in front of the ball, make clean clean stop, throw. When he's at bat, I know he knows how to swing hard. And when he's lazy about it or reaches, I get him because I know he knows better. The same thing with this offense. The reason I'm like this is because I've seen, we've seen the potential. We've seen what we can do when we do what works. I don't understand the idea of shooting yourself in the foot. And I, I made this, it's the, the bingo joke. I, I played bingo the other night and I put it on Twitter. I made a joke. I was like, well, like, God, I hope this isn't like Notre Dame's offensive play calling because I'm going to be about one space away from winning bingo then my bingo board's going to burst into flames. I'm going to start over because that's what it felt like. It looked like everything was starting to roll. All right, look at this. Jack Cohn, it's quick. It's We're moving the ball. We're doing things. We're putting up points. How exciting. And then we revert back to, like, regression. Like, stop. I know what you can do. It's no secret. You've shown it. You've shown everybody what's capable or what's possible with this offense. And we're not doing it. I don't know why. Fucking annoying is what it is. So that's my frustration is because I know what's possible. We've seen it, guys. We've seen the possibilities. I just don't know what the reluctance is to stick with it, roll with it, be more aggressive with it. Again, there's got to be some sort of chart that I... Well, we got to do this. It's uh, well, it, it, I, I can't explain it. And the same, I can't explain. Can anybody? Does anybody have any clue why Buckner comes in when he does? Because he just took an entire series on Saturday against Navy, an entire series, ran an entire offense, all different types of stuff, and looked good doing it. There was a spark in the offense. We moved the ball. We scored a touchdown. You can't tell me there's a specific Buck Wild package now. Sorry, cat's out of the bag. He just ran the offense. There's no like, oh, he's inside the red zone specialist. He's a running specialist. He's a this. He's a. He just ran the offense as a fucking quarterback. I didn't. Nothing 
stood out to me that said, well, obviously they're limiting him from, I don't know. We've seen everything. We've seen him throw a deep pass. We've seen him run RPOs. We've seen him run read options. We've seen him just take the ball and run. We've, we've seen him do every type of play within this offense. So save me the, well, he doesn't know the whole playbook or there's a specific package for him because I call bullshit. He's running the, the playbook. So can anybody tell me why he comes in or doesn't come in or like, what, what's the chart? What's the, like, I don't, I don't get it. He goes down the field and scores and may, we actually get a lead. What now? Oh, we got to go with the senior because it's a safer play. Yeah, safe because, I mean, so is sitting in your room with the doors locked. You're never going to get hurt. That's safe too. Is that fun? No. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, are you going to, are you going to ever accomplish anything living in mom's basement? Probably not. But it's safe. So I don't like. I don't get it, man. I really don't. It's, it's just offense frustrates me because of what I know is cap- is possible. I know what we're capable of. Can't we just do that all the time? Is there a rule that says you can't do it more than two games in a row? What's the story? I need to know. Uh, it's just. Buckner increases your chances for success because of what he can do. He can do all of these things. So, and I, he's not going to be playing hot potato the way Cone does, but you know what? If he does, who cares? Cone did it. At least with Buckner, you're getting experience from a true freshman, right? Yeah, I, I, I think I'm 5'6", 155. I think I could throw it to Con Williams two yards behind the line of scrimmage and watch him break six tackles. I, I think I'm capable of that. I just got to throw the ball from my desk to the door. Is that 10 yards? I could do that. When I, I'd say 10 yards. That, that would be down the field. He throws it to the side. He throws it 10 yards right, and it's two yards behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, I could watch Kyron break tackles all day. That, that doesn't require much athletic ability whatsoever. So I I feel like Buckner could do that too. And something Cone doesn't do, which he did it last week, and then just I, I praised him too much for the running. And I said, despite the fact that he can run, he still can't move. And I'm correct. There was a play, uh, first drive after the half. We get behind the sticks. What else is new? And there's a hole to the left. It's third and 14. Okay, There's a hole to the left. Am I guaranteeing a first down? No. Am I saying that it, you know, it changes the whole game? No. But there's a hole to the left, a gigantic hole, that Book would have taken off and maybe gets a first down. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But the chances look pretty good. There was a lot of green. What does Cone do? Throws to Williams. Three yards downfield, and now he's got to get ten yards by breaking a bunch of tackles. And I think he got like he came up like three yards, four yards short. So he broke a few tackles and got there. But I'm like, what? Just put Buckner in. Buckner at least would have seen that hole, and it would have felt more possible that we could have got something out of that play. It's just, it doesn't make sense, you know. And then this Kyron Williams, like the the guy's amazing. So I I get the idea, just keep throwing the ball to him. I mean, but is that really 
Is that like every third bingo space on the offensive play calling chart? Is get it to Kyre and watch him break six tackles. Just give it handoff, check downs, whatever. Just put the ball in his hands. You don't have to do much. You just have to be able to like, like a freshman in high school, be able to throw the ball that far. Let Kyron do the rest. Cheers. Like, what? But the fact of the matter is, he is that fucking good. And he he breaks like seven tackles and just, he's awesome at football. The touchdown run was ridiculous. How he, he breaks a tackle and as soon as he's breaking through a tackle, he's already spinning and just, the guy's impressive. And real quick, it's completely, uh, uh, but the fumble into the end zone where he recovered, what a waste of time that was for a lot of people, huh? What a tremendous waste of time. <laughs> he fumbled, yeah, but he also recovered it. Clearly, like clear as day, clear recovery. I don't know what in the world we were sitting around waiting for. What a waste of time for everybody. Just whatever. But um, Kyron's good at football. Just a really, really impressive football player. And I guess Jack Cohn knows that and just says, fuck it, I'm just going to keep giving it to him. But... It, it's crazy that I can bitch as much about a 34-6 win. Because it, it it's not as simple as that. Especially if we're looking forward the rest of the season. Uh, mainly the bowl game. I want to win a big bowl game. I know you guys too. So, shouldn't we be doing stuff that it kind of indicates that we can compete and win a game like that? You know? It's just, statistically it looks nice and everything and I just, sorry, I don't, I'm not interested in the, the cone stuff, but I what I am interested in and do love to see is Logan Diggs is a freaking beast, man. I Okay, Kyron Williams is, okay, I can't call Diggs a beast if Williams is a beast. Diggs is like, he's like a mini beast. He's, he's like a cub of a beast. Um, but no, he's really good, guys. Like he, he's, I think, more... I hate to say this because I love Chris Tyree. I love what he brings to the table, but Diggs is more suitable as your number two running back. Um, I really do. I, I I like what he's doing, you know. And we're getting Colsey involved and Styles involved, and I I had to get here. It, I wanted to talk about our offense and stuff, but real quick, you know, and I'll talk about it more um, when the uh, preview comes out, but. We lost Avery Davis for the season. And my first thought was, okay, well, let's just, Diggs has, so I'm talking about Diggs. Diggs has shown so much. He has no reason to be off the field. You know, uh, obviously Williams will be on the field, but basically Diggs has played so well that you can't just go, okay, well, Chris Tyree, you're the number two. Sorry, Diggs, you're going to have to sit out most of the game. Diggs has given you every reason to put him on the field when, when the time is appropriate. Um, which would be in relief of Kyron Williams. But at the same time, does that mean you can't put Tyree on the field? No. It's this weird dynamic where you've got Williams, obviously, so just forget him. you got this weird dynamic where Diggs and Tyree both deserve to be getting playing time. And so how do you do that? Well, with Davis going down, which is so, so unfortunate, this guy has been nothing but a stand-up guy, like a, a team guy. He's played how many different positions over the course of his career and just rolled with it and went with it because that's what's going to help the team. And 
he's been our most consistent, best receiver the last two seasons, and you can't dispute it. And he was so reliable. And uh, it sucks he went down. You know, we'll see what happens, how he returns from a torn ACL. If he comes back for a sixth year or if he pursues the NFL, which I know that was uh, his goal going into this season was to play well enough to pursue the NFL, uh, that might have to take a year. But, I mean, that would be good for us. It's not great for him that he has to wait another year to pursue his dreams. But um, it, it sucked. It sucked for him to go down. But... That's part of football, like next man up. So what is the next man up? Here's the problem. Next man up doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. I mean, it's it's so bad that Avery Davis got hurt. But um, Joe Wilkins hurt. Lawrence Keyes transferred. Uh, now a- Avery Davis is down. Xavier Watts is now playing defense. Like the next man up doesn't exist. We literally have to change positions for people because the next man up doesn't exist. Um, and my first thought was just put Tyree in the slot. Put Tyree in the slot, and he's your slot guy. And Kyron and Diggs can man the backfield. You put Tyree back there a little bit, but I think that would be a, a great thing because Tyree's kind of small. He's not great right now between the tackles, but he's great in space. Get him out there. Put him in space. Well, what they've decided to do is move Styles into the slot, which is fine. Get him as a starter on the field. I'm, I do support that. The only thing is, I felt like he was kind of starting already because Lindsey is healthy. Is he not healthy? What's he doing? You know, <clears throat> Lindsey. You know, you're like, well, if you uh, start Styles over Lindsey, what what about Lindsey? I feel like Lindsey's kind of hurting his own case to be a starter. Um, unfortunately, but at the same time, when Lindsey is Lindsey and good, it, it it's somebody you want on the field. So okay, they move Lindsey over to the slot, and or sorry, uh, Styles over to the slot. <coughs> Excuse me. Which still allows Lindsey to be the starter, and you still got Austin on the field. I I think it's going to work out nicely. I just I'm really curious to see what they do with the Tyree Diggs situation. Maybe Tyree's turf toe is still not 100. percent so that might be part of it. I just think Diggs has played well enough. I mean, uh, eight carries, 59 yards, uh, seven yards a carry, and a touchdown. I mean, that that deserves to be on the field, uh, is what it is. Uh, so I'm curious to see what we, we bring out against Virginia. But we won 34-6. to six. It's Navy. We're 8-1. Let's see... What happens? We are there's no reason we don't go eleven and one at this point. There is no reason we do not go eleven and one. I'm sorry. Um, actually, I'm gonna bet the Virginia game again. Uh, but that has. I was gonna wait till the Virginia preview, but I'll throw it out there now. I'm trying to make my Saturday just the coolest Saturday ever for me. Um, I'm getting married December fourth, which I've mentioned, but we're kind of doing my bachelor party this weekend, this Saturday which includes golf in the morning, um, beer drinking from tea up to whenever our day is over. But it's golf. It's chilling out for a little bit. Then we're going to go watch a Notre Dame game together. And why not add a little, put a little money on it to make it even more fun. Um, So, and then we're going to a karaoke bar that night. 
Yeah, sorry guys, spoiler, I don't do the strip club thing. And if you do, power to you. It's a tremendous waste of money in my opinion. <laughs> but if you do, if that's your thing, you know, have at it. Enjoy it. It can be fun. But yeah, so I'm throwing a little money on the Virginia game. Why not? Let's let's make it fun. And I'm that confident that we can win and cover the five points. It's five points. And again, even if Armstrong plays, he's not healthy. And if he do, if he doesn't play, well, then five bucks is or five bucks, five points is nothing. So, but I will be back in a few days for a uh, Virginia preview, and until then, I will talk to you guys on Twitter, and you know where to find me at Five Foot Nothing Pod on Twitter. If you need an email, you need a longer conversation, longer statement to make, fivefootnothingpod at gmail.com. Feel free to email me. Thank you all so much for all the support, the listens, all that. You know, Thank you. I appreciate it. I have fun doing this. I hope you enjoy listening. And sorry, Jimmy, I didn't quite get to your 47-minute drive. So just go a little faster to work. You'll be all right. All right. Until next time, guys. Five for nothing, hundred nothing, out.